You're listening to The Current Plays Podcast. Episode 23, Now or Never. Now please welcome our hosts, Jordan and Thomas. And welcome back, gregarious listeners. This week, we are talking about the third and final game in the Arzium Trilogy, Now or Never, by Red Raven Games, designed by Ryan Lockett. Or Laucat, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I, know know. Yeah. I didn't figure that one out. Nope, nope. Yeah, I wonder, uh, I'm not even sure where he's from now, too. Because I thought I thought he was European at first, and then I'm thinking maybe he's American. I, I, I really don't know. Um, I mean, I, it'd be quick Google search, but, you know, why, why bother? <laughs> we, we, we're, we're close enough. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm glad we got to do the, uh, the trilogy of these games. Uh, cause yeah, they're, they're, uh, as far as, you know, Red Raven and Riot Lockett go like this one, this is one of his big, big works, right? His big trilogy. And then you get into like, you know, sleeping, sleeping gods and, and everything too, which eventually I'll own. Uh, but yeah, no, like these, these yeah. three are <laughs> fantastic. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about this one too. Uh, and, and just to, like I'll compare the three of them in in our next kind of segment here to 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 go over it, but yeah, I'm excited to kind of like my feelings from you know above and below to near and far to now or never, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What an exciting trilogy, that's for sure. So, Sleeping Gods was like completely unavailable for a long time because like, I guess when it came out, it sold out pretty pretty quickly. And then, yeah, um, yeah. and then I kept seeing it in J and J's and, uh, <laughs> texting you at, Hey, they have sleeping gods. You want me to pick it up for you? And you're like, Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a tough one. I, I'm glad to see that. It's like starting to be in stock at a lot of places now. Like, like it, but again, yeah. It, Ryan Locke is a pretty popular designer. So it's hard when he has a new release yeah to keep that stuff in stock right and jj's had such a great price on it too so yeah Yeah, that's tough yeah i had to convince my wife that it's important to buy it now before inflation gets worse and (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's how i'll uh we we ended up uh i did convince her uh, just recently to hit up a game shop in Toronto. Actually, we, we went, we went to visit my, uh, my brother in Kingston, um, this week, this past weekend. Oh, wow. And we, yeah, we, we, we picked up, uh, my dad on the way. My dad lives in, uh, like North York area of Toronto. And there's a game shop that's literally like 10 minutes, 15 minutes from his house. It's a pretty good ones. Game shack, right. That I, that I enjoy going to every once in a while. I've got a lot of my, uh, like Witcher RPG books. Which I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show before, actually. Uh, but anyways, I, I I usually pick up my books there because they're one of the few game shops that actually carry it and sell it for a uh, decent price. Um, but anyways, yeah, I uh, on our way back, we dropped off my dad and I was like, you know, it's really just like 15 minutes down the road. It's a small detour. I know what I want. I can just pop in, right? 
Uh, and I ended up picking an, picking up another uh, kind of flip and write game uh, called uh, Welcome to the Moon. So I'll, I'll I'll talk about that one on a on a on a future episode. But yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty excited to try that one and get that to the get that to the table. But it is one, you know, I, Hadrian's Wall really started off the uh, the flip and write and the uh, and and rolling realms with the rolling rights. I just oh. I really like that mechanic. I think it's just, I don't know. There's just something about that, like flipping and then managing your resources properly that I just, yeah, I don't know. I can't get enough of it. And I feel like that's, there's, I feel like there's more to be done in that area that hasn't been done yet. So I'm I'm really curious to see how, you know, other games do it. Uh, that's, yeah. Anyways, yeah, but I, I I didn't mean to hijack. But uh, what what did you get? To, uh, have you have you played much recently, Jordan? Hmm. Played, yes. <laughs> Board games, no. Oh, fair um, enough. Well, uh, since the last episode, I believe, um, Zelda uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom got released, <laughs> which I pre-ordered. Right. Uh, because Zelda uh, <laughs> and I have not been able to put that game down like any spare five minutes I have I'll load it up and like run around Hyrule a bit um, the game is so good it's phenomenal so the the weekend it came out it came out on Mother's Day weekend right right and uh and I brought it home. I didn't even get flack from my wife uh, because we we just we just like I would play, 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 put it down. She would pick up the Nintendo, play, 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 play. She'd put it down. I'd pick it up, play, play, play. Oh, it was like, yeah, one or the other of us was was playing or sleeping like that yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And there wasn't a lot of sleeping going on. <laughs> Because there's too much playing happening. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, work the next week was was rough, but <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not going to go into details here on our board gaming podcast, but oh my god, man, that game is so good, so good. I, I you know, I, I wonder how a Zelda board game would go. I feel like that could get you could do some cool stuff with that, right? Uh, you don't see a lot of video games. Well, no, I guess they're starting I, to, yeah, to come I mean, out with video game IP games, right? I would say you can't make Zelda a board game, but they did it with Skyrim. They did it with uh, one that I'm really interested in is uh, uh, Frostpunk. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I saw some videos on it and stuff. And you can apparently play it multiplayer, but it's really designed as a single player game. And it it like looked video game. Yeah. yeah, it looked really cool. And then I realized later that it was actually adapted from a video game. So, um, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm interested by that one. It does have a hefty price tag on it. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I feel I like a lot of those ones do like the video game IP board game. Like, like there's like the Dark Souls game as well. Oh uh, yeah, and I feel like that's pretty pricey as well. Um, 
Yeah, there's a few of them out there that are that are. Uh, oh, there was there was one that was on Kickstarter. A few of them actually. Now that I think of it, so like Assassin's Creed got a got a, a massive Kickstarter, hmm. and that always like those games are cool. Don't don't get me wrong, but like the 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 board game Kickstarter, like if you wanted to go all in, you're like five six hundred plus to to like get wow. everything, all the miniatures and everything, right? And then there was a um, I think a Sniper Elite one uh, that that was on, <laughs> yeah, yeah on on a kickstarter and then and i think recently uh was it maybe it's recently did i yeah i think i've been seeing the news uh simon has the license for um what's the what's the i i believe you used to play these games jordan you 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 told me the story about the like the second player controller when you plug it in metal gear solid metal gear solid they got the license for metal gear solid yeah yeah thank you yeah nice uh so like yeah there's some of, but you know, you know you don't see a lot of nintendo games get ported over to board game other than like your monopolies with uh with mario and uh you know some of those kind of things i don't know if donkey kong has been in some of the board game but yeah you don't see a lot of that yeah hobby well, board games i suppose nintendo's n- notoriously um got a tight grip on their ips right like yeah there was that terrible uh, Super Mario Brothers movie back in the eighties, the live action one, <laughs> John Leguizamo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, like no movies or anything like up until very recently, right? So, yeah, sure enough. Yeah. Um, actually, I remember a, a it's like a fan made trailer for like a Zelda movie that came out. I nice. it might have been like IGN that put it together or something for like an April Fool's Day <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and it was it was really well done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I oh yeah, I also remember like a really bad cheesy kids uh Mario cartoon and a Zelda one where Link was like yes. a total douche. <laughs> 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 so bad yeah i uh i actually bought this the mario super mario like season one and i watched like an episode and then quickly put it up on marketplace and sold it because <laughs> i was like oh i can't <laughs> the nostalgia will get you so far but you know sometimes it's just no this is just not good so mario you say mario uh, you know what? I uh, I I know there's Mario, Mario, yeah, I, and and it's terrible because I'm Italian and I can't say Italian names properly, right? But yeah, well, I've I, heard that it, yeah, like, and I thought it was Italian was was Mario, and I think Portuguese is Mario. Could be, but, yeah. I, I'm um, pretty sure I said it say it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the Italian, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know what? I don't know where I got that from, too. Um, I mean, I grew up with it, so I guess maybe I my parents said it wrong too, or I, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? yeah, but I've always, yeah, yeah, because and it's funny because your kids always call me out on it, right? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Mario, you mean? <laughs> yes, yes, I do mean that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is always funny, but. I you know I got a decent amount of gaming done. Um you know after after our uh near, hey, near Thomas. In, how yeah. about you? What did you play? 
<laughs> right, right, yeah. To bring it back on me, uh, uh, so I got a decent amount done. Um, you know, first thing was I. So I talked last episode about uh, it was last episode episode about picking up. Maybe it was the episode before picking up Wizwar. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. So I got that. Uh, to I, I don't believe I talked about a last last one, but I like, got I very little bit. Like yeah, you just oh. introduced the game basically. Okay, fair enough. So I got, I brought it to work on a on a friday and we 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 uh we played it at uh at lunchtime we didn't finish it um it, it w- ran a little long like we only take like 30 minutes for lunch uh, yeah, so brutal. it went yeah yeah so it's it's tough to get a board game done in 30 minutes especially uh you know for me <laughs> who likes to think out my turns oh, uh, but this game is it's like like i mentioned before it's, it's a pretty light game it's pretty um you're just you're basically you're, you're casting spells and running through a, a a dungeon trying to grab treasure right uh so essentially okay so we, we we set it up there was uh four of us playing yeah that's right four of us playing and uh we we each started in this is dungeon. We each got basically this this tile that was set, that that was like a, a quarter of the dungeon. You line them all up, uh, and then each person has two treasures in their dungeon area that belong to them. Uh, and your the the goal is to earn two points. So first, the two points wins the game, right? So the way to earn a point is to steal a treasure and bring it back to your home base, and then drop it there, uh, or kill another wizard. Right. So either way, it uh, will earn you a a point. Now, if you deliver a a treasure back to your base and somebody else goes to your base and takes that treasure, well, now you don't no longer have that that victory point. Right. So there, you know, you get into the situation where like, yes, I just got I'm about to get my second point and then someone picks up the treasure and. Okay, now I just got my first point because I killed another wizard and they got away with the treasure that would have been my second. Right. So you get into those. But. We were running short of time, so we just said, okay, you know, the, the, the first person to get one point uh, will be the winner of the game. But this game was, it was quite fun for like, it was just a light kind of silly, don't take it serious game. Uh, you know, the first thing uh, I, I do, I'm like, you know what, uh, I, I, I'm i playing, we got, we got our controller there. Uh, we have uh, kind of our operations person and uh, and our co-op student. So... I clearly like, okay, I'm going to attack the co-op student because nobody cares about the co-op students, right? (laughs) It's funny because it's true. (laughs) So I go straight for running for his area of the board and, uh, you know, he he casts a spell to, you know, create a wall in the only section going into his board, right? So I, okay, my first turn is wasted because I ran towards and then the wall comes up. No worries. I decide I'm going to go after a controller. So I go into his territory pick up his treasure. Now his treasure is in like a little like alcove. Uh, and he like busts a wall down with a spell, which crumples part of the wall onto me. Uh, and then decides to like put a boulder in front of the alcove. And that was it. I spent the remainder of the, uh, you know, that happened the first five minutes. So I spent the remainder of the 25 minutes uh, trying to like punch the wall so that I could break through the wall and escape <laughs> this little tomb that he put me in, basically, right? Oh it gets my, my turn. I'd cast the spell at the wall. I'd punch the wall. And, okay, I put a crack in the wall, but you need five cracks. So, yeah, it kept coming around. I'd get a crack. I'd go, go around again in my turn. I'd get a crack. But 
It was actually pretty hilarious, though. For, like for what the game is, I didn't mind at all because it, it was just it was hilarious. I'm stuck in this tomb within this, you know, the catacombs of this this you know board, and uh, yeah, just yeah, the entire game. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm attacking the thing. They're all having fun, casting spells, yeah, yeah. you know, shooting spells through portals and whatever, right? Throwing up more walls and stuff, and I'm here going, okay, I hit the wall again. I hit the wall again, right? So that genuinely a, makes me so happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was it, it was it was it was pretty good. It was it was enjoyable, even even you know, not doing really anything in the game. Uh and then it runs down to so we 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 we've decided it's gonna be the one point. And sure enough, the co-op student gets one of my treasure because I can't defend my treasure anymore. It sounds I'm stuck. Uh, gets one of my treasures back to his his base, and he goes, "Yes, I finally won a game!" Right? He's so excited about it, and I go, "Whoa, hold on!" You know, okay, we did say that we were going to go to one point, <laughs> but you know, I I have to give the win to the controller because he just played so much better. So I think you know, Chris, Chris is the winner here, uh, and my other coworker Jenny's just like. Yeah, I'd agree with that too, right? So we both agreed. <laughs> but Chris was the winner, and the co-op student. Sorry about your luck, but better luck next time. You know, you you might win another game at some point, right? So, but it was it was a it was a it was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to I'd like to give that a another go. Uh, a finishy game probably mm. would be nice. Uh, but then even the the one thing with that one though, at two players, I think it would be so boring. Like if I spent yeah. an entire time stuck in a thing, yeah, you just run, pick up a treasure, run back, drop it off, pick up a treasure, run back, drop it. Oh, two points done, right? But at four, you know, that's where it kind of shines. Which we is really hard to do for players. Solve this two-player problem that we have. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 I got a number of games that are like three plus players that we just can't play. Right. Uh now we Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Good jerk. Now, mind you, mind you, we do, yeah, Kevin. Um, a lot of them are negotiation games, so they wouldn't have worked with Kevin anyways. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, you know what? I have a ton of two-player games as well, that or or games that work well at two players, so it really hasn't been much of an issue not being able to get to the few three-player plus games that I own too, right? Except that yeah. most of the mafia themed games are that, right? They're three plus players. I um I, I, I don't know because yeah, we do we do have a lot of games that, that do play well at two players or play, you know, perfectly fine at two players or um a few that are designed for two players, but even like so a bit of a spoiler, our um Fenris campaign. Yeah. You can play Scythe perfectly well at two players. It plays quite well at two players, but um, I thought I found with through that campaign. Oh boy! Like once you started getting ahead, it was yeah very difficult to uh to to to, to make up that difference. Let's say and, right, like it was subtle yeah. but punishing at two players. I thought, whereas I think. I might say this about a lot of games, but I think at a higher player count, you know, those rewards would get spread around a lot more and there wouldn't be quite as big of a gap. You know what now, I mean? You, 
percent agree there. And and I'll I'll even give an example without any spoilers here. Um, so in a two-player game, when I'm maneuvering around the board, uh, there was a point where you know, in 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 size, and this is regular size as well, you can get stars, um, some of your stars out for for combat, right? Well, I knew that you were in a better position for combat. So in a two-player game, I can maneuver in such ways to be outside of your reach and your movement turns, right? Right. Yeah. And that's what I kept doing, right? Okay, I can't, I don't want to combat you right now. I don't want to combat. So I kept doing that. In the three or four player game, it's much harder to maneuver in such a way that you're not in anybody's uh area of attack, basically, right? Right. Uh and 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 that's a big deal because like I could maneuver this way in two players and get to an area that was useful for me. Whereas, okay, I can maneuver and maybe I can get away from the four, three or four other players, but I'm into, I'm in a location that's completely useless to me. So why would I do that? Right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would, uh, that was, you could totally see that it was, uh, it could be punishing if you start to run away with the lead right well yeah. you just kind of know yeah there was plenty of games in our campaign where it was like i'd start to get ahead and then it was like snowballing snowballing we just we're just waiting for me to place the six star so we can count up and go on to the next one right so but yeah that was uh yeah yeah for sure yeah so yeah even 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 uh games where you can play it to uh sometimes don't play well at two, right? Or yeah. or or just limited at two, right? Would play better at more player count, right? Which is which, you know, it's it's great. It's just yeah, um, be nice if once in a while we could get somebody else involved. <laughs> That's the thing. But you know what's funny with that too is that like you and I, we both strategize hard when we play, and we take long yeah. times in our turn, right? Uh, and I could only imagine if we had a third player that even like when we played with Kevin was pretty quick on his turns because he'd go like gut feeling a lot and make, you know, quicker decisions. Uh, and that's, you know, feel, feel bad uh, that we're taking all this time. And then so if we had a third player, take man, our games would go right so long. Speaking of long, well, I mean, we'll have to do our episode on our Warhammer day because that was the yep. other thing that we we got. And uh, yeah, yeah. Long, long game. <laughs> Spoiler there, long. It was long. Right? But oh man. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So I got yeah, wi- I got Wizboards at the table. Uh the other thing I did was um there's there a few Fridays that went by. So I brought next Friday I brought uh, Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Uh so first I brought this out with uh, my son Benjamin. Uh and we uh yeah, Tiny Epic is uh I, I like this series. I like the idea of having like a large game in a small kind of package, right? And that's what Tiny Epic is, right? Uh, you have uh, everything comes in, oh, I don't know, probably, okay, this is a weird, uh, but, but it's the only thing I can think of right now, the size of your palm, <laughs> like a hand size game, right? Like an adult hand size game bo- box. It, terrible uh, comparison, but that's literally all that's popping in my head right now when I think of the size of this box. Yeah, it's like maybe two matchboxes. So that's ultra tiny Epic Kingdoms. Uh, but tiny Epic Kingdoms, they come in um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, well, likely, like, uh, if if you've seen the Fort box, uh, that's about the size of the tiny Epic Kingdoms. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you gave me the ultra tiny one? I gave you ultra tiny Epic Kingdoms. Okay. Uh, which is like an ultra version of really, yeah, which I thought was very neat. Because uh, again, yeah, a little miniature game, a big game in a miniature package, right? So I get basically this game is uh, you get a fantasy race uh, and there's a number of fantasy races. Uh, I bought the second hand. So I think I have a bunch of like promo races in there as well. Uh, I get a really good deal on it, actually, where I ended up finding a guy in Marketplace. He just wanted to go get played. Uh, so he gave me a great deal. It was all sleeved up nicely, all these promo cards and everything. But basically, you get your fantasy race. It comes with a few uh you know uh powers that you can unlock uh and then you you also get a uh a card that has it's basically your home territory various locations whether they're farmlands or mountains or forests or uh you know some of them are ruins uh and each one produces a different type of resource if you have a worker there right uh, and it's it's basically it's it's a worker placement right? you're going to place your workers on the board. You start off with two. Uh, there's certain actions you can take to give you more workers. Uh, but it's one of those games where you select an action. There's a main uh, action board. You select one on the action board uh, and then everybody else gets to take that action as well. And if they decide not to, they can uh, take resources instead. And that's just grabbing resources for where you have workers. Cool. That's fantastic. Now, it's neat because you can only do one these each of these actions one time per round, right? There's about six actions. There's like trade. Uh, there's one where you can move anywhere on your card, uh, like to an adjacent spot from where, somewhere you have a worker. Uh, you can go questing onto somebody else's board uh, on a on a territory that's adjacent to uh, to their to the side of their their board right uh and then there's uh you know there's a yeah there's a few things like that basically right and you're you're just using these actions uh once per round uh there's six actions you can choose five per round total uh and then it gets wiped and it refreshes the round right and you just go until uh, a victory condition is hit and some of the victory conditions are you know getting to the top of your uh unlocking all your magic abilities which are basically your special uh fantasy race abilities that each fan uh, that each race has uh and that's going to use up a lot of magic and that magic is the resource that you get from being on forests uh or uh, uh the first person to uh get to the top of the tower um board basically and that's where they're using iron uh which is a pr produced on the mountain spaces to build their tower higher up right and 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 you you're kind of like playing cards you're invading other play people's areas you're paying food to bring out more of your uh your workers onto the board uh, but as you have more workers the cost to bring more out uh it exponentially grows you have to pay however many workers you already have on the board in food so you start off with two okay so i pay two food i get one more worker now it's three food to get an x now it's four to get right so it it grows quite quickly once you start getting a lot of people out there so sometimes you like want to go into combat 
or want somebody to attack you so you can make it cheaper to bring stuff out, right? Uh, so it's a very uh, interesting, interesting way. And you can only ever have two workers on one location at a time. So there's a way to kind of like defend there. Okay, I'm putting two of my workers on the same territory. Now I know nobody can attack there. Um, now the the flip side to that is that when you produce, you only produce on each territory you own once. So if you have two workers there, that's a waste of a worker, right? Mm. Uh, so it's a neat little game like that, uh, and it's quite light. It's pretty easy to show people how to do it. The biggest thing is uh, there's a bunch of races at the start you can pick from. So I just basically was like, I said, what's your favorite fantasy race? Oh, you like orcs? Perfect. Here you go. Here's an orc card, right? Uh, or, you know, what looks good, good amongst these cards? Just pick from that. Don't worry about reading what they do. And that's how we picked everything, right? Now, again... I played with the controller this time and I played with the, uh, I think just the co-op student. Um, and we had a running joke because we had played small world weeks ago uh, and he had picked the lizard men and, and failed horribly. And so for like weeks we would bring up, you know, his, his him bringing up uh, him using the lizard man and how much of a mistake that was. And I love trash talk. So that's like my <laughs> big thing. Uh, so like I would, I, I like badgered him for it for weeks. And then sure enough, we get to this game and he chooses lizard men in this one as well. Right. And this time I won the game uh, and, and it just reignited the uh, the badgering. <laughs> <laughs> Poor co-op student. Now he does say he's um, like, I I cannot wait to leave a review for your company, so no other co-op <laughs> students from University of Guelph ever come back. Right? That's <laughs> like, oh, uh, it's pretty pretty entertaining. We we uh, now funny. he did. We had a we had a lunch function uh, the other day. And we had like everybody in our office, probably about like, yeah, that was small office, but we got about like 20 people that are sitting around. And I was, you know, naturally picking on the co-op student again. Uh, and he like, I am losing my hair. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's happening, right? I've accepted it, right? It's, it's, uh, but, uh, you know, it makes me, it, it ages me for sure. Right. I'm mid thirties, you know, 35. Uh, and he made a comment about how, like, he's got to explain to U of G that this like mid forties guy is picking up <laughs> and everybody just like burst out laughing. And like, I was like the center of the, and I was like, you know what? Like, I respect that. Like, I deserve that so much <laughs> to the point where I'm like, oh man, like. I feel like he deserves to win in a board game because <laughs> that was such <laughs> a, like full on. I don't know. It's just such a such good trash talk that he like it totally wrecked me for that. Right. So it was good. It was good. It was uh, it's, nice. uh, it's a good. Good dynamic for uh, for board games. Uh, yeah, but that's tiny, tiny epic kingdoms. It's a, it's a fun one. I I definitely again not one you want to play it too. Uh, because it does mm. not work really yet too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't even opened <laughs> <the one you laughs> <can't>. 
<laughs> that would look cool because it's like it comes in like almost like a little card deck, right? So like a yeah, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> not you know not to funny, be a actually? jerk about it. It's just like if we don't play it on games night, it's yeah. probably not going to get played. So it's it's waiting to be played, yeah. but. Yeah, I, and I'll be honest. So I ordered that online for you and had it uh, come to me. I thought I was oh, I was ordering the bigger, like I thought it was a bigger package, oh. and then it came in the small card pack. You're like my like, wife ordering groceries, <laughs> right? It was, <laughs> but the image on they used the wrong image on a oh, website. No they used the image of the like tiny Epic Kingdoms. Um, yeah, I, I like I had to hit like next picture to see yeah. it like compared in someone's hand, which I didn't do. I just was like, oh, yeah, that's the that's the first one. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. But, yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's see what what else? Um, Dice Masters. Jordan, you were you were big on uh, Dice Masters for a bit. Um, you played Dice Masters. I know, I know, right. I thought you'd be excited. OK, you played, you played Dice Masters about you. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so well, here's here's the thing. So all the dice masters I own are from your collection because you're like, here, here's a bunch of dice yeah. stuff. Yeah, here come you go. Play take it, play yeah. it with me. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I have all these dice, and and my son loves them because it's all superhero stuff, right? The cards yeah. are all superhero, and it's all it's very very. So neat dice stuff. masters yeah. has a lot more than yes. just superheroes, but at our local store. Uh, that we had like a rule that you could only play the superhero stuff. So that's, only that's Marvel awesome. and DC sets. Cause well, especially in the beginning, some of the other sets were a little bit broken. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, or yeah. at least when you played them together, they, they, they anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mixing your D and D with your, yeah. Yeah. So that's all yeah. we played was I've only ever played the superhero stuff, but there is more. Yeah. 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 yeah that's fair. So it's been like a while for me, but um, I did. There was like a there was like a Yu Gi Oh one, and there's a couple D and D sets and stuff like that. But I'd say the vast majority of them, um, like I'd say eight out of ten sets are are either Marvel or DC. So most of them are superhero. But anyway, I'll let you uh, continue on with your no, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was one of those ones that like I did. I never got really into it, other than the the dice that uh, you you gave me there, Jordan. I I I got really close. Uh, yeah, okay, well, okay. Two two things. I got really close to buying like a Ninja Turtle set, uh, yes. because those sets were really neat because they were fully enclosed. Like you got everything in the set, uh, rather than you know blind packs with some of the other ones. How they were set up in the early days of Dice Masters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where you just basically it was like buying magic cards where you rip it open and you got your dice and you got your cards and that you got who you got. Right. Um, yeah. There are like booster packs. And yeah. then I would, I would actually buy whole boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to get you. There was like two super rares in every box and I wanted those super rares. Right. So for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so I came really close to the Ninja Turtle ones and I never ended up pulling the trigger. Uh, and then the other thing I did was I really, I wanted to treat it like magic where I wanted to build and I had built a, uh, a deck, uh, but getting the actual cards in the dice 
there, there was really no uh, secondary market here yet, right? Yeah. Uh, so like I was looking at like miniature market in the US, and but I was like, I you know what? I really don't want to play for shipping. Uh, so then I never ended up pulling the the trigger on any of the US stuff because I was so worried about like, what if I get stuck at customs? And then I'm just like, you know, what are I not paying brokerage to get some Dice Master stuff to get a put a deck together, right? For 20 bucks. Um, so I never pulled the trigger. But anyways, yeah. So uh, I say we play Dice Master. We play Dice Master's Light uh because dice masters much like magic it's got a depth of rules and complexity to it that i i i think would just like my, my son would just lose interest super quickly on that mm-hmm. i'm sure i could teach him the stuff but like what we ended up doing i think is suits him better so what we did was i li- i lied out um or laid out uh, many of the cards and the dice. Uh, we set them aside. Then we took the basic dice, uh, and we, I just said, okay, like pick a number. How, how many do you want to roll at a time? Okay, I want to roll five. Okay, we're going to roll five at a time. Let's roll five at a time. Uh, and and I think, you know, we roll, and then I'd say, okay, now you have all this, this, um, and I forget what the resource is called. I call them mana, but like, I, I'm sure they had a different name. And I said, okay, now we can purchase these cards for the cost up in the top corner. And, he, and you know, sure enough, he goes, okay, what's all the text on the bottom? Ignore the text on the bottom. We're just, we're just going to buy these. <laughs> and then that's us buying the dice. Then you find the die in the, in the group of die. And then you're rolling those and trying to get whatever face with its power and, 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 and defense on it. Right. Uh, and then I showed him how you have to like pay the mana on the dice to bring out your hero dice or your character dice. Right. So we did that the first game, uh, and we played and we, we, we had fun doing that. Uh, and, but it, it took a while. It still took a while to go through because we were buying cards to get the dice and then using those dice and whatever. And then, I was like, how can I make this even easier and quicker for us? So I was like, okay, how about this? Let's just pick a a team of dice, uh, and then we're just going to roll these ever ever every time. So I'm like, let's pick ten dice each. Uh, so then I went in and I grabbed all the like lantern ones because uh, Green Lantern is my favorite superhero, favorite. Uh, yeah, of, of, yeah, of all time. Uh, so I grabbed all the lanterns. <laughs> Uh, all the all the Hal Jordans. I, I had some uh, uh, Deck Stars. I had some um, Guy Gardeners. Supergirl with uh, w- w- uh, with her uh, uh, red ring. Um, and uh, who else? I think that was it. Uh, and I just put you know ten dice together like this. Uh, and then he grabbed dice that were basically the most powerful dice that he could find. So he had like Parallax, which is basically a yellow lantern god uh and he had uh, a bunch of different i think he had a bunch of supergirls and and um bangs and all these things so we put his team together and then we would just roll and we just match them up and it was whoever could pay for whatever characters and then if and we just blocked one for one one die for one die and any any die you couldn't block we did that much damage to the other person. We both started with 20 health. So I just sort of made up a very light version of, uh, of uh, dice masters. Yeah. And uh, he loved it. Like we, we played like probably six times just 
chucking the dice and uh oh i i took you down 20 health oh you took me down 20 health let's start again set it up and we could get like a game out in like 15 minutes right i've tried so many times to convince logan to play dice masters with me and he's got no interest like zero he That's loves funny because it's superheroes right he loves superheroes he can't stand games yeah. he hates board games hates them oh no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he <sighs> yeah we can't convince him to play anything anymore uh which you know breaks my heart yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh and then yeah my my daughter's not really she probably would play she would play once just to humor me but um like like we played did we play we played uh dice um dice throne dice throne once right. together she did just to humor me um but oh god i love dice master so much yeah i would play before before i played magic on a regular basis yeah i was yeah, yeah. playing dice throne on a regular basis and dice masters yeah yeah that's a, god sorry <laughs> too many dice games yeah 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 um I was playing Dice Masters once a week at the local store, Mall's Magic. Not super local, but um, (laughs) uh, we had a great group of guys playing there. And it was honestly way more fun than I ever had playing Friday Night Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Well, dice, right? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, it's dice. It's... um, it it's not as i don't know you don't take it quite as seriously as some of the like you know super crazy magic fans sure. um yeah. it's a lot cheaper to play than playing magic uh and god it's so much fun and yeah you're putting together these teams that and i would usually like throw together like a thematic team you know and bring sure. that like not super hyper competitive you know and um there was another guy at the store that we kind of had like a rivalry going right so it it would always be like oh i I gotta beat mike's team this week right but and then he had like some (laughs) amazing older cards because he'd been playing since like the beginning yeah so he had some like the early on broken cards um uh that like one of them one of them was can't remember the name of the card but it was like anytime you uh did damage to the player she would hit you back for like oh, the geez. same amount of damage or something right yeah um yeah, yeah. uh but 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 specifically it was combat damage right so then they introduced this mechanic that i mean i don't getting in the weeds here but they introduced <laughs> this mechanic that like uh, you could attack, but then you could then choose to like just do one damage to the player and then bring your dice back. Oh, so they yeah, didn't yeah. actually do combat damage. You just did direct damage to the player, and then and then your dice stayed in the field instead of getting you used. Defenders, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was my favorite mechanic. And I put together like a wicked team that used it, and and it totally frustrated him because then like I wasn't doing combat damage, so. Uh, <laughs> couldn't hit back right amazing yeah oh, was, uh, yeah the game's so much fun i yeah i i enjoyed it enjoyed it we played it a number of times um when you were into it uh and then i like i played around and made a lantern team yeah but, but an actual like good one rather than just a you know 
uh, play one. And that Full one, ring that one was a lot like of fun. Competitive. Yeah. Like it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going through it and I really liked like, uh, so yeah, a, a guy Gardner is like one of my favorite of the lanterns, one of my favorite lanterns. Cause he's just like no nonsense kind of badass. Um, but like, he's also like a prankster too. So like he is no nonsense, <laughs> but he is nonsense. Right. Uh, and there's, there's a, there's a, a certain, and I forget, I just looked it up too recently, but, um, there's a, there's a yellow lantern cause you know, I, I love, oh, there's all the spectrums of color, uh, in the, in the lantern universe. Now, there's a yellow lantern. Uh, uh, I always blank on the, on this guy's name. But he's like this demonic looking creature. He's got like almost like a dog face, but uh, yeah, it's blank. But anyways, uh, he's like, like if if you look at this alien race, because a lot of like uh, Green Lanterns, it's all about space, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And all these lanterns, all these planets in the universe, and they all have different uh, lanterns, right? So you've got this yellow lantern, and then you've got Guy Gardner, who is human from earth uh where he goes and he and he and he challenges this other one is like you know takes off his ring and says no we're gonna we're gonna just like duke this out (laughs) no rings right (laughs) and they just like beat the crap at each other and this isn't a graphic novel right i just i loved it like i like so i was like this is the greatest thing they just like total like broken like noses broken arms broken leg like they just like pound on each other and then afterwards because they both took such beatings, they become like best friends, right? These two lanterns from totally different, um, you know, light, like one green lantern and, and a yellow lantern. And they're like best friends now that are really you know, insufferable. Right. So, yeah. And I just love I thought it was the coolest story. And it was like, yeah, this, this character is so fun. Right. How does uh, that yeah. work? There was, there was this whole line of, uh, uh, of lantern, um, Comics, I suppose, where you had Kyle Rayner, the Green Lantern, one of the Green Lanterns, I think the one of the last Green Lanterns from Earth. Um, the well, that's not entirely true. There's more now, uh, but <laughs> it, he was he went on to kind of master all the and it sounds so funny all the spectrum of color and all the different rings. So like he. Uh, mastered the yellow light and he mastered the orange light and the huh. and the red light and uh, and all these different uh, all the different rings and he became like the the white lantern right which was like the the ring of life basically right right uh, but in so doing he had all these teachers from each of the different um colors of rings and it brought that sort of group together as as huh yeah, basically separate from their uh, 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 corpse. Cor- How do you say that? C O R P. The core. Core. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, from all their different like cores, I, right? Yeah. It, it, it was. It was neat. I like. I. I. I enjoy. Like I said, I enjoy the Green Lantern universe. So those. Yeah. By the way, was it Arkillo? That's it, Arkillo. Yes. yes. Nice. Yeah, okay. yeah. So if you ever go- if you Google that, you'll see like you know Arkillo versus like um, Guy Gardner. That it's just yeah, Arkillo's was, a beast. And then there was an amazing. Um, um, I don't. I I I could cannot could not tell you what the name of this movie was, but um. So 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe, their like live action stuff is amazing, and, yeah. and DC, yeah. well, you know, there are opinions, but yeah. um, <laughs> you know, maybe not quite as well done uh, with the live action stuff, but the animated stuff, uh, it, it it's like the opposite. It, it, in my opinion, at least the Marvel stuff doesn't really hit the mark, but the DC stuff is out of this world. It's so good. And there's a L- Green Lantern animated movie that just blows my mind. Like it's it's phenomenal. And I have I, not seen this. And now I'm like, why have I not seen this? It was on Netflix for a while. Um. I gotta uh, check this out. Yeah, because I like I love Green Lantern, right? And, I, and and like I'm not talking, you know, Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. I'm talking like the comic book, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And I, and I just like the story, right? Because you got so you got you know green is willpower, and then yellow is fear. You got red is rage. Uh, a blue is hope. The indigo is like uh, compassion. There, there's all these. Uh, pink is the uh, is love um, or passion, but like they, they all e- each of the colors has its own like emotion that it goes with. Green's a bit of a weird one because it's a willpower, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Almost, it's not exactly yeah. an emotion, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll hope. I, uh, anyways, yeah, but yeah. So that's why, like, why I built that team and and Guy Gardner in in Dice Masters is a Red Lantern, uh, which is a whole arc that he has too, uh, which I think is amazing. Um, and so, like, I had like uh, Guy Gardner and Dex Star. Uh, uh, with, like, I, I'm gushing again about I can't every every time I bring up uh, um, the, you know lantern stuff, but Dex Star is like a is a planet Earth cat that is a red lantern, and it's just funny right. because yeah, cats are just jerks, and and it's this red lantern <laughs> which is the rage lanterns, right? So so yep. it's like oh yeah, it's so fitting for a cat to be you know have this I'm these powers right? I'm I'm 98% positive that it is uh, Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Emerald Knights. Is the name of the movie. Fantastic, yeah. Hal Jordan is played by none other than Nathan Fillion. Oh, man. So it's going to be good. It's got to be good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, Hal Jordan is a fantastic character as well. Like, as far as like, like, okay, you, you can have your arguments about oh, who your favorite Green Lantern is, but he, Hal Jordan is easily the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. Uh, you can, you can, you know, he's the, <laughs> it's just, it's just what it is. You could argue against any other ones, but it, you know, it's just Hal Jordan is the, is the GOAT. So, but yeah, that was besides that Dice Masters, Dice Masters Light is what we, uh, what, when I got to the table a number of times, uh, I, which was which was a lot of fun. That was my plan was to do the same thing with 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 my son was to do just like a yeah like ignore the text yeah, yeah, um, yeah. put together a light team of just yeah various power and toughness and then 
have well, at it, but it, who doesn't love rolling dice, right? And that's what got you know, Benjamin loves it too. I love rolling dice, you love rolling dice. Like, it's a, just anytime it was one of the things that drew me to Warhammer when you were like, I want to get into Warhammer because we played Hordes. We've mentioned this on the show before, and Hordes was neat, uh, but you ro- rolled like I rolled very few dice with my trolls. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. Amongst everything attacking you would. But now when I moved over to Warhammer and I'm doing 30 shots with my unit of that's I get to literally carry 30 dice in my hand and shake those up and throw them on the board. Right. Like, how fun is that? The first time I, you know, fired my 20 unit of Necrons with with uh, rapid fire, too. So I picked up 40 dice it it was like oh it was such a joy it's the best right yeah and 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 each faction has kind of like a unit like that like the you said the necron warriors right and the tyranids have all their like uh termagants and stuff right and uh hormagons that basically they all have multiple attack weapons and they attack in large units so you you're literally like we each have those Chessex dice. You're just dumping the yep. Chessex bottle into your hand and then <laughs> throwing that up in the air, right? Still good. Yeah, yeah. And then the fun part about Marines is that, okay, so I got 30, which is less than the 40 or the 60 dice that the um, that the Tyranids might get. But, you know, of those 30 dice, which is still a lot, they're usually hitting quite, quite easily, right? So, like, you're looking for three up. So you hit... A, a lot of the time at least 50 percent on those dice more because it's really uh, yeah well, but yeah three ups is two yeah, thirds two thirds right two thirds of the time you're you're hitting on those dice right whereas like you do something like tyranids and you get your 60 dice uh but you're hitting on you know a, a third of the time or something now I, I i don't know math i'm sure it 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 works out some some way you have x amount more dice but yeah it's just it's just yeah it's just fun yeah throwing dice is fun so um dice masters basically the idea of the game is that you put together a team of eight uh cards and with two two global abilities um and right right so the 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 cards have all the information so you might bring a spider family team or a bat family team, right? Like pick your favorite superhero, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, or so let's say, say Batman, uh, I might bring Bruce Wayne and then I can't bring any other Bruce Wayne card. Uh, but I can bring a Batman card cause those aren't the same thing. One's Bruce Wayne, one's Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then one might not be a character. It might be the Batarang is yeah, one of the yeah. cards, right? Uh, but you you put together a team of of eight, so eight cards. But then uh, you can bring multiple dice per card, and then the dice have three different faces, and depending on which face you roll, you might get uh, different abilities go off, and the abilities are written on the cards. Yeah, yeah. Same with like their cost and 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 that stuff. So. Yeah, you um and then the other three faces of the the die are use are currency or energy, it's called. And energy, there are, that's it. There yeah, are yeah. four uh categories of energy. So sometimes you want to bring 
like all one energy in your team so that you always are rolling that type of energy, right? It's like, like bringing mono color in magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or other times you want to uh, bring, yeah, different cards. Well, they're going to have different energy and then you, you gotta, you gotta sort of balance that. Right. But, um, but what's nice is that the dice have their, their own energy types. So, as long as you're buying those, you're always able to buy more of those. And then they've got uh, sidekick dice, which are your you know your basic dice that aren't affiliated with the cards, and they they have mostly just energy on them. Yeah, and yeah. then one face is like a pawn. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a sidekick. It's got a little yeah. pawn yeah. on it, and it's got like <laughs> one attack and one defense power on it. Um, but then there are, are there are cards that boost the power of your sidekicks, which is really cool. And then you bring two global cards, which are action cards that, um, you know, will do something like will trigger some sort of an effect if you roll their faces. And then what's neat about that is that your opponents can use your can buy your global dice and you can buy their global dice um so yeah you can you got to be really careful you want to try and bring you know global actions that are that benefit you but not your opponents necessarily right so it's yeah 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 it it can get deep it's it's a lot of fun um yeah just it's it's a dice builder so like i love deck builders um i love this as a dice builder uh because yeah you 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 want to bring a team that's going to try to balance against any other team you might face so you want to have you want to have dice that will combo well and synergize together in your team but then you also bring cards that you may or may not even buy those dice depending on who sits across the table from you and what they bring in their team right yeah yeah a certain dice it's almost like a sideboard where you're you, yeah. you bring these dice to shut down a specific type of playing right yeah. exactly yeah like that, like you had mentioned, you built that team using that that mechanic to prevent the combat damage back, right? Like those specific dice are done to ca- uh, counter that specific type of play, right? Yeah. Um, you know what I found fascinating about this one too, which is, I, I think is such a kind of like brilliant mechanic um, or or design choice was that so when you're rolling these dice yes okay you can roll the energy and i like how the all the energy is very thematic too like you can have like the little like one of the energies the masks uh and it basically looks like the old school superhero mask that you like tie up right uh so they're thematic energy types like that as well right um but anyways what where i was going there was that where was i going with that Oh, yes. What I really liked about this is that some of the faces, like you had mentioned, uh, uh, so the three faces that were the character face of the dice, uh, they would go up in power but uh, or unlock various abilities of the dice. But what was neat is that certain dice would have a side that was like a lower powered version of, say, let's say Batman, but it cost zero to bring out right so it was like okay i'm getting a lesser version but it's free for me to bring this out i don't have to pay some of my uh mana to do that and i and i and and it's such a such a neat thing because 
Like you could, you could roll so poorly. I can't afford all this stuff, but I got some of these zero guys that I can put up as defenders or, or put up to, to get chip damage or something. Right. Uh, and I, and I love just having that, that just that little thing where they decided we should put some on there that have a zero mana cost. Uh, and you, you know, just so you can, you could just play them when, when, when you roll it. Right. And I think that was a really neat, neat design choice. Yeah, so there's um, like a cost to buy the dice, but then there can also be a cost to field the dice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that fielding cost would be the zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think um, so so neat. And then, the, basically, the the mat has different areas on the board. So, and now I'm trying to go off memory, and it's been so many years. But <laughs> basically, you. You have like an like an a bag, and then you you draw from the bag, and and roll, and then it might get fielded uh, if it rolls like a character face, uh, and then you can pay for the fielding, and then so if you and then whatever you use to pay for it or whatever goes like to a discard pile basically, and everything goes, everything that gets fielded goes to your your field. And then that's what's basically out that can attack and defend. Um, but it's it's neat where if you if something if somebody attacks and you defend and then they get knocked out, they get like discarded. But then if you attack and it goes through, it goes to another area, right? Where it it yeah. uh, it can cycle through right away. So it's like if you. It gets used or not, and depending on how it gets used, it, it'll cycle through the 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 play mat or your bag like differently. So you can manipulate, you know, how much you're drawing and how much um you know how many times you get to use dice. So I don't know, it's so much fun. I'd it's love a, to get that a, back out deck, again. Deck builder with dice, which was it's such a neat concept, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, other than that, that was that, that. That's what I got. Uh, that's what I got played this week, or uh, since our last last games. Um, it was yeah, pretty solid. Great. I was pretty. I was pretty happy with that. Now you've lit a fire in me. Now we're gonna have to play Dice Masters. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll uh, we'll come back with uh, now or never. Fantastic. Hello, faithful listeners. Jordan here with a quick word from today's sponsor, us. Thomas and I really enjoy making the show, and we really hope you enjoy listening. If you do, tell your friends about us. Spread the good word. We'd really appreciate it. And we promise you, if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. Now back to our show. And we're back. As mentioned, this week we are talking now or never. The conclusion to the... Well, I'm calling it the Arzium Trilogy. I don't know if that's what it's called. Uh, by Red Raven Games. Um, so, started with Above and Below, then Near and Far, and now, now or never. Yeah, um, and I, th- I think like our... Like our uh, 
previous episodes, I'll read you the 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 kind of story uh, portion here. So yeah, please mm, do. Now we're never. <clears throat> Far to the south of the last ruin lies a cliffside village called the Monument. For generations, it protected an ancient shrine until the day a crystal meteorite descended. The meteor's denizens slowly crept out into the world, bizarre monstrosities from nightmare attacking all in their path. As they spread across the land, there was no intelligent malice nor grand invasion strategy. The creatures acted like a fungus, expanding into new territory sporadically. After many fruitless attempts to expel the monsters, the people of the monument fled as their village crumbled, exiled to distant lands, resigned to a nomadic existence. Twenty years later, there are rumors that the bizarre monsters are growing weak. They're slower, some undergoing a gradual petrification until they crumble to dust. Is it something in the air? Are they dying of old age? Do they suffer from a strange disease? No one is certain. But as the news spreads, various factions set their eyes on the vacant ruined village of the monument. The original villagers, now refugees, are desperate to return and rebuild, but they must do it quickly before someone else claims their home. This is their chance. It's now or never. Yeah, I just, you know. I, I don't think you ever read that story to me. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't on game day. No, we just no. jumped like right in. Yeah, yeah. But I love how it like, it uh, like harks back to uh, to above and below and to near and far, right? So like uh, exile to distant lands, uh, you know, uh, uh, being uh, the above uh, above and below and resigned mm. to a nomadic existence. Uh, that's totally near and far, right? With your hmm. nomads and everything, right? Right, um, right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is the conclusion to the you know everybody that left uh, 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 the the monument as they call it uh, to the town of above and below where they started building and found oh there's caves below uh, and then lived nomadically in in near and far and now can return back to the monument home, uh, you know the original home of their right. of their 20 years prior right so yeah yeah that's that's kind of where this game uh takes up and uh it i i find this one is vastly different uh mm -hmm. than the than the other two so above and below is kind of like you see yourself as sort of the character and then you can hire people to help you you know, uh, do work in the village or go down into the caves to explore or whatever. Um, but there's no actual like map that you're exploring. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. near and far is sort of similar, but now there's actually a map and you're hiring like a posse to, to go around with you. Right. But in this one, you actually have like a character with, you know, not quite a stat sheet, but, you know, like a stat sheet yeah. um, that, okay, now I'm playing this character that I see on the board and, and there's a, there's a big map and, and you're going around, uh, no posse. It's just, you're going around and doing all this stuff. Right. 
Yeah. Adventuring. Yeah. Adventuring. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more, but like, I, I think out of the three, I feel like this one's the best game of it. Right. So if you were going for a, a, a deep strategy game, this is the one of the trilogy that you would go for. If you wanted uh, more story-driven stuff, like this one has very little story. There's no, Gone is the storybook that's in Above and Below in Near and Far. That doesn't exist in this game, right? Unless uh, you play some of the solo modes, but the solo modes has the, uh, a bunch of scenarios. I haven't played it yet, so I don't, I can't really speak to it much, but there's a number of like little booklets and I think it comes with like eight adventures. So I'm sure oh, nice. it's got some pretty neat inf- info in there and, and, and is more, I'm sure, character focused um, versus, you, you know, your your posse and, and whatnot, right? Um, but yeah, I feel like this is the more strategic game. Uh, and if you want a more story driven game, uh, the near and far is, is the better uh, version there because... Yeah, near and far is great, and, and above and below is great as well. Uh, above and below gives you uh, kind of a scenario and your options, and then you get your reward. Uh, near and far is nice because it gives you kind of the same thing, but then it gives you extra story afterwards why you got X reward or what happened after you made your decision, right? right. Which is kind of neat because it kind of like gives you closure of that event uh, to 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 settle it, right? Um, so I feel like that one, if you're more into like uh, the thematics and the and the story uh, portion of the game, that's the one you want to choose if you're only choosing one of the, the trilogy, right? I love owning all three because I feel like each of them fills a different uh, space for me. Uh, I just, yeah, I could, uh, I, 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 I feel like between this one and Near and Far, I could probably play those two games a hundred times each and have fun each time. Right. Above and below 20 plays in. And I'd probably be like, okay, I've, I've outplayed this game. Right. Right. Um, But this one, this one's interesting because so you get your little player board, you get kind of two, you get your character board where you're going to be like upgrading uh, it, your, your attacks and the gears that you also that that you carry, uh, as well as uh, you do have these experts or specialists you can hire to, you know, uh, build things for you or to heal you or something like that, right? And these are kind of like your, if if we think of uh, in in like role playing games, you, you have your main character and then you might have these other. It, town people that you visit to either you know build a town or 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 heal up or get experience or whatever the case may be right so you have these these specialists that do various things uh but you're your own hero and that's how this game kind of separates it uh with like the actions you can take you can take a specialist action which are activating these people you've added to your kind of player board uh that have uh specific uh, uh niches that they fill or you can take a hero action, which is moving your character around and and uh, you know dealing with the board uh, as you see fit, whatever you're trying to do, right? Um, and whether that's moving across this this board is neat because it's like a long, it's a thin board, but it's like a long board, uh, so it, it it acts as like you got you got 
cities across this board that span this entire length of this area. And it's it can take a a, a few turns to go from like one side of the board and then rush over to the next side of the board because right. you're limited in in movement and, and whatnot, right? Uh, and various cities sprinkled throughout that have various actions you can take when you're taking your hero action, right? Uh, but yeah, you you play this game uh, doing a number of things on your turn. If you take a specialist action, you're obviously going to uh, activate the specialist for whatever special ability it has, either building or healing. Like I said, some of them gave experience. Some of them allowed you to like purchase gear, uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, if you take a hero action uh, or, or uh, sorry, to, to expand on the specialist, or you could just kind of flip them over to get like a straight up, you know, plus two to your health. Uh, if you needed a bit of healing or you needed an extra coin, it would give you an extra coin, right? Uh, or if you take the the hero action, uh, this allows you to kind of do a variety of things on your turn. So first off, you could move your hero based on, um, base, basically you have almost, I think most characters are similar where they have three uh, um activation kind of areas where you can activate and move them. Uh, so you would move your hero, uh, and you would move it based on whatever uh, the activation says you can. So some of them, the character I played was, uh, um, I, forget, I forget the name of it now, actually, uh, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so one of the characters is like this robot cat, cat named uh, Namal, and it's got a movement of two, three, and four. So depending on what action you take, you can say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move, I'm going to use my four up, and then you get to move four on the map, right? Uh, but you're traveling along the map, you might uh, decide that you want to go to a city, and maybe you're going to that city because during the game, you may have drawn a quest card that you that told you to go to the city, and as you went to the city, you'd pay whatever the the quest card cost was uh, and you would get some spe special bonus. Or maybe you went to the city because you needed to perform the action. Each of the city has an action, right? So on your turn, your hero move, you can move and then either, you know, uh, you could you could cash in a quest card if you have one and then take an action. Uh, and those actions are either, you know, fighting a monster, doing the action on, on the city, or uh, doing a search action if there happened to be a, a token in that area, whether you're in a city or in, you know, in the wilderlands or whatever. Um, those are the kind of the idea of what your character can can do. And <clears throat> this is all in a backdrop of you're doing these to gain uh, the, a variety of these resources. So you got your shells, you got your hammers, your uh, demon jars uh, and your crystals. Uh, and each of these resources is worth, you know, you can sell them off right away for a small amount of gold, or you can get kind of a collection of these resources uh, to sell off in various combinations, and they'd be worth more. Uh, so a quick example, if you traded in two demon jars and two crystals, you'd get 14 um, gold, basically. I. It, I don't know if it's called gold, but generally that's what it is. It's your, it's your currency, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then from there you can spend that to either build buildings or depending on the location you are on the map, you might spend it to heal or gain new quest cards or hire villagers or something like that. Right. And now the villagers in this game, 
you know, in, in near and far and above and below, they were they were the same size uh, villages, uh, um, which, you know, basically. And, and what was neat was that near and far, you could use all those villagers and above and below, just flip them over to their above and below side. Um, but in this game, they're small little. Uh, I don't know, like. Stick a gum. Yeah size if you were looking at like like trident or something like you got like a stick of gum that's the size of the villagers in this and it just shows a picture of the villager and then a picture of a resource yeah and and essentially each round at the start of the round you collect all your uh or i think it's actually at the end of the round you collect all your resources based on all the buildings you've built in your kind of like tableau board uh and all the the uh villagers you've placed in these buildings and you just count the number of symbols okay i have i have two uh demon jars on villagers and i have three shells on buildings so i get three and two there uh and that's my that's what i've collected on that turn for resources right yeah i like i like it i think it it reinforces the idea that you're not like an adventuring party bringing bringing other villagers in the town with you right you're an adventurer that's going out that's trying to rebuild the monument and trying to you know bring uh people back to the monument yeah so so like yeah you're you're going out you're gathering these resources and you're hiring these specialists and you're like okay head back to town build these buildings for me you know oh oh yeah you guys like you know come to the monument harvest you know shells or whatever (laughs) like thematically right like that's what it feels like when you build this tableau um and then the more people you you can bring to build things and 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 just people you can bring in you know the more prosperous i guess everybody is but yeah, in game terms, the more prosperous you are as as the player of the game, right? For yeah, and from a thematics uh, perspective, right? Yeah, as you're building this city, you you start to get this like cascading um, resource type of thing, where like the first couple of rounds you play over seasons, so you have six seasons to play, uh, and then you take a final. Uh, and I like this. You take a final season that just basically is a production phase. Uh, and whatever you produce at the end of the season, that you sell it all up for as much points as you can can get. And it kind of goes to show how good was your engine? Like how much did you build up the city uh, and then sell all that stuff? And then you get all those points, right? But yeah, because in the end of the game, you any resources you've gathered uh, and, and money, whatever, like, it it all goes away for that yeah. final production, right? So yeah, you start you're off from scored zero, yeah. on that final production only, which I love. I th- I think it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool, right? Uh, <clears throat> and I love that that it, it feels like you like I said, ca- it's a cascading uh, resources where like the first couple of rounds, it's hard. You don't have much. You're building a building maybe if you're lucky you get a second one in there on a turn uh in early seasons right um but then by the end like the last few seasons like seasons four five and six 
like when we would do our actions, because you you alternate doing actions, you'd be like, okay, I do hmm. this, and then I can, and then that gets me all these resources. And now I'm activating all this, and I sell off all these resources for all this gold, and now I can build this, and I can build that, and then I can do this, and that, and and because you have so many buildings on your tableau by the end of the game, you're getting all these resources and are able to do so much more than when you were than when you like first started yeah uh, out and could barely do stuff like you're trying to like oh if i can get this building out then i can get one extra coin next next turn and that <laughs> might be you know might be enough yeah um, yeah yeah so you got that uh definitely yeah uh growing and, and thematically yeah as your city is growing it's becoming more efficient you're bringing in more people and these people are growing your or or producing more resources and you get this like oiled machine by the end of it that that final yeah production phases okay throw everything out let's see how you did oh great you yeah. produced all this stuff sell it all for gold for for the the currency the gold uh and then let's compare scores right and then that that scoring becomes whatever uh you score during production um and then and then you go through all the kind of like legacy stuff uh so all the quests you complete likely earned you some sort of uh victory point bonuses throughout the game this is when you'd get those victory points now right yeah um yeah i think and, and various things like that each of your buildings will give you uh, a point cost as well you'll get points for that some of the buildings uh give you kind of like okay you'll get points based on and you make great use of this the other buildings surrounding that building, right? Or how many of a resource you produced on your final turn kind of thing. Like, again, you made good use of this. You had a, like, you got three, you got three victory points per demon jar. And then you're like, okay, I produce, I can produce six of them. So that's 18 points I got just for building this, this building, right? Um, yeah, so you got, that's more victory points of what you would, what you earn right so yeah you got that yeah it was just so so neat and then of course you also have the way your tableau is set up for your buildings the first area is give like it's it's a uh, four by four grid uh and the bottom row you have to build at least one building in here uh because then you start building adjacently um or 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 yeah yeah, uh, yeah to this building uh but all those initial first row uh areas will give you one extra shell as a resource just for placing a building there right so it's nice you get this bonus resource however future rows like as you in, go up in the rows if you complete can complete all four of the buildings in that row you'll get victory points for doing that at the end of the game, right? Whereas you get zero for the first row, and then it goes six, seven, and eight for the higher rows, right? Yeah. So, like, it encourages you to try and build higher up, but then you kind of, like, you got to build buildings going up, and some of the spaces are more expensive. Like, they have additional costs to build buildings there uh, just because it's trying to make it a little difficult as you're getting higher up, right? And then what's neat is as you're building the buildings, each building allows you to house one villager in it unless it has a bed then you can add an additional villager right so you're you're trying to build 
and then bring in villagers because villagers also give you resources, but you've got to manage it for like, okay, I need spots where my villagers can actually houses they can live in. Uh, and then you get each of the, the uh, villagers will have the resource, like I mentioned, but if you can line up four villagers, each with a different resource in, in a single row, uh, then you'll get a bonus victory point uh, uh, again. And that first row, this time, the first row, you can get five points for having one of each of the, of the resource-type villagers in that area. And then it goes five for the next row and six and seven. So like, it encourages you there as well to you know, build and then get a variety of of uh villagers there to to mm-hmm. hit those extra victory points right so yeah. two interesting design choices that i really like uh with the buildings one they're not random so like uh especially in above and below you've got a supply of buildings and you flip them up you know and then you're competing to grab them and like like in our game, right, was very unusual. Yes. That no no resource buildings came up above ground. Yes. Game, yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas in this game, each player has their own stack of buildings, and um, and you just that's like each player starts with the same stack of buildings, and. Uh, and and you're not competing for buildings. So yeah, each player yeah. gets the same buildings. However, they do sort of randomize it because you have to you you have to align them on a grid, which is randomized. And then you get to choose where you start on that grid. It has to be an outside uh, building. But then you can but then you have to start building buildings that are orthogonally adjacent to wherever you started. So yeah. like you have to like start start choosing paths, right? Which it was so neat. It was so neat. It is neat. Yeah. Cause yeah. So basically as you're building into these uh into this stack of buildings or this this uh you know four by five five by four grid of buildings uh, anything next to a a place where you took a building from, you can you can build from. Again, orthogonally adjacent, uh, adjacent right? Um, so you you start to make like kind of these like um, inlays into this uh, into this grid where okay, I went up here and then oh, I, I I can go around here and sneak around and get this building over here <laughs> faster than if I went above and I can't afford that building to go next to it but i can afford the three buildings that loop around this building or whatever right so you can get some of those which is which is neat right and then there's a spot on the board which i think is fantastic where you can go to this uh, uh location on the board and and switch um places two buildings. buildings two buildings on your board yeah. which is brilliant because in the odd chance where you just get a terrible you know, seed of, of setup for this, you can, you can fix that. Like there's a, there's not so many buildings that like a few visits to this location wouldn't solve, you know, uh, your, your, your setup basically. Right. Yeah. 
And I did it a couple of times. Yeah, you did. And and it worked out nicely, right? You you were able to set up some things exactly how you wanted it, especially to take advantage of that building that, you know, gave you bonuses for adjacent buildings, right? Yeah. So the buildings all have, you know, various different um, abilities, like, like you mentioned. Um, And one of the, one of the high scoring buildings was if you, you get, I think it was, I want to say it was four points per building that's orthogonally adjacent that has a resource. Yeah. Um, so if you can line up three, that's pretty good. That's 12 points, but I managed to, and it was a pain, but I did it. I lined up all four, you know, 16 points at the end of the game. Like it was I pretty big. Didn't even see it coming. I was wondering, I'm looking over his board going like, like, what is this moron doing over here? Just like building in <laughs> such a weird way. Right. And then you like placed it right in the center. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh my God. Like it was like such a huge point. And then we were counting points at the end. You were like, okay, this building goes off 16 points. And I'm like, after seeing you do this, I tried to like throw, throw a building on there to do the same thing. I was like, yeah, my building got three extra points. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So to, to give you listeners an idea and, um, I guess spoilers kind of, um, but we were five points off at the end of the game. So 16 points is like, that's a big swing. Yeah. 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 I, I think we we're actually six. So I recounted my points. Uh, and instead of, I, I, oh, I really? somehow I counted wrong and I, and I ended up with 99 versus a hundred. Uh, so I don't know if you want to update your app. To, I absolutely actually, do. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, the two things I noticed. So I actually, in 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 actuality yeah sure uh uh what's 99 minus 2 would be 97 my points was 97 and yours would have been 103 really we both missed there was one building that the income building that gives you two coins uh per per turn basically right yeah uh, so each turn it gives you two it specifically says in tiny writing on the bottom of that building does not count in final production. So we both got two extra victory points for that building that we shouldn't have. So really oh, the, the score right. should have been 97 to 103. Um, Cause I okay. think you ended with 105, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. 97 to 105. Uh, yeah. But you, you, yeah, you still uh, six points spread there right, right at the end. Right. Uh, so yeah, very, very close game. Uh, and, and I, I was, I was really surprised by, but you can see like that, like dropping down to that building really paid off. Uh, and uh, you know, when you got that, like it just me getting basically zero in that, in that department really just it cost me the game because I, I placed things willy nilly while you were very strategic with it. Right. Yeah. Um, which was great. I think that was awesome. Like I love, I love games when they come, when they're very close like that. And uh, we went like different strategies too, different did. routes. Yeah. Right. So it, it, like we started off similar as we normally do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
Yeah, how I'm trying to remember now, but like I early on attacked a couple of um of the low level monsters. Yeah. In order to get some experience, I think, and get a couple of villagers. And then I kind of just left them alone after that. And I focused more on quests and um and the orders. Yeah. Uh because I had some like high point scoring quests and I was like, okay, these are gonna take some setup to do. And I managed to do them all. Um and, and then I focused on the buildings and and building them correctly so that I scored those those points for the, the point scoring buildings and getting the right combos for that for the uh resources at the end. Now you also were trying to get the right combos for resources at the end because that's yeah. kind of the point. But you did it more uh by by fighting those monsters and getting villagers. So you yes. scored those uh combos with the villagers more so, whereas I did it more with the with the buildings, uh, which was was fascinating, right? Like yeah. just the difference there. I mean, but we were very close. And your characters are slightly different too. Like each of your characters get, gets a special ability. Uh, I had one where I could get extra, I could use a mana to get an extra uh quest card, which was great because I was uh, basically refilling my hand with quests so that I can, and I kept drawing quests in the same area that I was in. So it was like, <laughs> it was working so much in my benefit that I was like, yes, I just got to jump between a few cities. Right. Um, however, your character was so good at combat that like, when you won those first initial co like combats right off the bat, like, I felt like you were getting so far ahead of me already, right? And I was like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta catch up because your first few turns were so efficient. And I was like, oh no, I'm I'm floundering here trying to trying to put something together here where I can be more efficient, right? Uh and unfortunately, yeah, it led to me making some questionable decisions that I was like, I have to make some risky plays here. To earn extra points so that I could pay off big to 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 you know level the playing field and, and catch up. And then when we counted final scores, I was like, wow, I thought but I had some really good ending turns, and you did as well. Like you you had some uh, strong turns, but my my last few turns like really skyrocketed something like yeah. I started to attack different monsters, and you're right, get those villager bonuses and 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 that was a had i started doing that earlier i might have been able to just be more efficient uh but yeah i i took some risky plays that failed uh on two of my turns and man that was such a disappointing like because some of them came to dice rolls and i never yeah, i yeah. never play things with dice rolls i always take the safe route but i thought you were so far ahead in those initial rounds that i was like i need to play some you know high risk plays to bump up my score in order to compete your early lead right uh and and uh yeah it, it didn't it didn't pan out it didn't it didn't work right <laughs> uh and you were very efficient uh throughout the game that i was yeah and then when i saw you drop that building man i i, I cannot express enough when you dropped that i was like holy man like i was not expecting that at all right 
I'm sitting here looking at your board. You can't afford anything. What? You got all those reasons. What? You sold all this. What? You dropped the building right there. What is happening? Right? Well, it took a lot of brain power. Like, to, <laughs> to, 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 because at so many turns, I was like, I can, okay, but I really need these resources now. But if I put, if I put this building in, I can't get all the points for this. And so like, I had to basically build like up and around, like you said. Yeah. And you're going, what are you doing? <laughs> right. She's pe- you're paying extra to place buildings. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like it's you're cocooning around that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I had to leave that spot open. Um and and just like to, to give you guys an idea. This is so us. Uh, <laughs> It took us four hours and 20 minutes to play this game. <laughs> That's the <laughs> level of think tank that we're both sitting in this whole time, right? But you know what? I'll, I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though. Like, we, we say that, too, but, like, this game came down to, like, the wire, and you played one turn or two turns out of order, and it cost you. Yeah. Like, we're talking, you would have ended, well, now with our uh, ch- slightly changed uh, things, but you would have, you, when you were at 105, you would have ended at 111. So you you missed out on, what, six points. So that would have bring you to 109. Right. New, 109, you know, six extra points uh, because of a slight uh, incorrect play of, you know, a few back-to-back turns, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a big spread, six points. the The game was a six point spread, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know that that is a big, uh, big uh, uh, amount of points to to kind of a myth on playing that slightly slightly incorrect, and 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 not to fault you either because you're right. We by that time we had we're playing we're four hours in. It's it's <laughs> after midnight, and our brains aren't working like they were to we're at the start of the night right so (laughs) and i mean for this sort of thing like i go through so many iterations in my mind and then i'm like okay this is what i need to do in this order but again there 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 were so many iterations of that going on that then when i start to do that sometimes i forget the next step (laughs) you know or i'm like back on a different iteration i'm like oh and I can't I can't remember what it was exactly, but like I bought the wrong building, yeah. and and realized it like a couple of turns after. I'm like, no, and then that cost me six points. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this one, this one's like we're usually like we both try and be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Nothing's happened since the board board state hasn't changed. You know, fix it. But yeah, because it was like a few. They was like. Ugh. And at that point, I was like, "It's not like it's gonna matter." You're, you're, you're. But it came down to yeah, six, six points. Even so, last night, even when we were playing side, I'm going through my my turn, and uh, yeah, because so yeah, we played side last night. We're a bit behind on recording, so heads up. But anyways, so I'm going through my turn, and I'm talking about the move that I'm making. I'm gonna, I'm okay. I'm setting yeah. this up so I can play this yeah. objective card down and then I'm going to do that. And then we get to your turn and you're doing moves and I go, 
wait, wait. <laughs> I, I talked about it. Can I? And you're like, yeah, go, go ahead. You did say you were going to play that. I just, yeah. I totally forgot by the time the trigger came for me to play it to do it. We had like Spent a the whole three minute discussion it about it because yeah. it's like there was a an odd piece that. Yes. And yeah, we're, we're like, yeah. what's the ruling on this? Right. <laughs> um, so and we we just sat and talked about it and we're we we just had to come to an agreement on what it meant. And then and you're then like, I OK, well, in that case, <laughs> I'll do it this way so I can yeah. do this objective and then didn't do it. <laughs> but then but then me too, like I. I like set up this big turn and went bam, bam, bam. And I'm, and I flip over my objective card. I'm like, yeah, I got this objective. And then like four turns later, you're like, you didn't place a star on the objective spot. What's <laughs> like, Oh, don't geez. you have another star here? Like, I thought you finished an objective. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I was so happy to do that. And I didn't even place it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I flipped my card. That's, that's <laughs> that was the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this yeah, this game is good. Like I really like this one. And I think out of the out of the three, um, yeah, like I said, like if you, uh, this is this is the more like strategic one. So depending on my mood, if I wanted more of a uh, story driven game, yeah, like I said, near, near and far. But like this one, I was like, let's let's go like deep strategy game. I I yeah. pull this out to to, to play yeah. for sure, right? Uh, and I just, yeah, I love, I love the, the gathering of the resources and then being able to, to, to trade them in for various amounts. And it's funny actually, because like, it, if you look at the, the selling track and this is kind of like, I look at this and I go, man, what, why did you do this to us, Ryan? Like, <laughs> like they, they go up in value. So it goes like, the first combination is like five, seven, nine, eleven. Then it goes nine, twelve, thirteen, and just doing that, it makes you look at your combination and go, "Wait a minute, yeah. what if I sold this in a slightly different way?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> so then you start. Then you have to like put everything back and calculate the selling of the resources in various ways. Uh, and and I, I don't think it really changed much. Uh, like we didn't it ended oh. up being the best selection but there could be ways i tried it three different ways and yeah. got yeah. three very different results yeah. yeah yeah so there there could be situations where it lines up where yeah doing it in a specific way will matter right so and that and it was funny because it came to my last turn and this was the last thing and i was like Okay, I can pick one villager before we go into production. And there's a <laughs> shell villager and there's a hammer one. And I'm like, ah, uh, do do I do I? It's 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 after midnight, four hours and and ten minutes in now. Uh, so I was like, do I calculate my end score game right now so I can figure out what the the best option for that villager yeah. is right, and, and and at that point it was the end of the night. I was like, no, forget it. I'm just taking the hammer guy. <laughs> theoretically, is is worth slightly more than the shell the shell yeah. guy. So yeah. I'll take the hammer, right? And uh, when we got to end game score, sure enough, the hammer was the right choice. Had I chosen the shell, I would have got like slightly less points. So it was like, okay, this worked out. I think I ended up with like one extra hammer, which earned me like. 
I don't even think that's the case, actually. I think it was like the combining of the hammer with the shells. It was just enough to get like a, a seven point instead of like yeah. a one point and a two point and a, you know, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, it, it worked out. It was the right choice. Honestly, uh, when we play this game, because this, this is the second time we played. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working that out. Season two or three. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, what combination of stuff do I need to get yet yeah, the most at the end? So I'll work on like one combo. So in this game, it was two uh demon jars and two crystals, because that was yes. the highest combination uh you could get. And so I I paid big money for those crystal buildings pretty early on. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course I had the, like, like it lined up in my grid that I could buy those buildings. Um, so pretty early on. So I got that combo and then I'm like, okay, well now that I have that combo, what's like the next best combo that I can manage to get with my buildings and, um, and the, and then, you know, supplement that with villagers. But like, I'm, constantly building on those combos uh, of resources like like right as as soon as i can in this game so that by That's the end yeah yeah and then and then the last like two one or two turns it's it just becomes a matter of okay you know w- what combo can I squeak out at this point like okay well if i <laughs> if i get yeah one more sh- conch shell what would that give me versus if I got one more uh, hammer, what would that give me? So, so the, I find that fascinating because here I'll, I'll tell you where the difference is in mind. So uh, to, to give the listeners kind of an idea. So uh, two demon shells and two uh, crystals, uh, sorry, two demon jars and two crystals gets you 14 points every time you trade in those resources. Right. Uh, so in your last production, if you could do that, you're getting 14 gold each time and then you're selling it off for the victory points and and whatever right i'm doing air quotes uh you can't see this uh, clearly because it's an audio Uh, anyways um but so what i do though um is i was trying to benefit from the uh the various workers in the in the houses right getting those bonuses for having all four of the different um workers and the reason i was going for that too is because if you can trade in a shell a hammer a demon jar and a crystal so one of each of the different types of resources that's worth 12 points right right? so i'm like yes you're two points less but now i'm getting those points plus i'm getting bonuses if i can line up all those those uh villagers in a single line right yeah that's smart that that's really yeah, fascinating that you were going for the bigger combos. And then near the end, I was trying to get, okay, if I can get double double up on the demon jars and double up on the 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 crystals, I can get end game end production phases where I'm getting those 14 instead of the 12s, right? Hmm. Um that I would get throughout the game, right? Um yeah, yeah, that was kind of what I was doing, right? And, and See, I, I I lucked out kind of early on with the, some of the villagers because I got like two crystal villagers yeah uh yeah just just by rare. lucking out they were rare yeah so yeah. i got the only one that was on i think like five six villagers start on like the the shop board uh and 
Yeah, one of them was a crystal. And I took that right away because the first to pick and I took that one. Right. Uh, and then later on, I refreshed the row and one more crystal one came up. <laughs> yeah. I wanted a different one, but I was like, I can't let you have that. So I took that one. Right. Um, so I had like the only two crystal villagers that came up throughout the game. Right. Which So um, then I knew like, yeah, I'm not getting those bonuses. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like, but by trying to get the right combos mm -hmm. and doing that mostly through buildings, I'm getting the, the four building bonus points just kind of as a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. So where I, I, I really like your strategy. I think that's really smart. Uh, if you I, can pull it off. But. I mean, exactly. Yeah. If you could pull it off. Right. I was one, yeah, there was a few turns where like, you'd be thinking hard and I'd be like, what he's thinking about but clearly this what this was you're doing right and then yeah. like a few times i've come to my turn and be like okay i i knew i like i, I want to complete this quest so i'm going to go and do this quest and then you'd be like what is it like what's the pl but then you did something like like dropping the building like you said and i went oh man like all that like this is this is where it was that i didn't catch where where you were focusing until you know the grand plan came in right uh, but yeah 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 I, I i like this one i think it's i think it's really neat um yeah and it like each of the characters too is very unique with the uh with the special abilities just the 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 each of them has you know four four attack because basically combat in this game is your character comes with four attacks uh and then you roll a die and whatever the die corresponds one face of the die it's a force out of die corresponds to each of the attacks right and as long mm -hmm. as you overpower the enemy you destroy it and you know you'll likely take damage but as long as you ko it before it ko's you uh then you then you're successful right uh but each of your attacks is varying powers and then you can spend experience that you might earn from defeating monsters or from those specialist actions uh to upgrade those actions or to upgrade gear and the gear is kind of neat like there's different things that that's specific to characters so i had like gear that was good for um you know search tokens typically on a search token you could take the search action then you roll a die and take that much damage so one to four damage well my my uh gear ability one of them was i take i think like half damage or or one damage less from those rolls hmm. uh so you know if i was collecting a lot of search tokens which i was at the start that was my strategy yeah. at the start was getting these search tokens um then uh then you know that would benefit me throughout the game and another one of mine i didn't end up buying this uh but another gear was if i move onto a mountain i don't take damage so that's another thing about moving around the the map you can move anywhere you want but if you ever enter a space with a mountain area then you have to take uh you know a point of damage because it's you know it's rough terrain if you go through a, a creature without fighting it a point of damage kind of thing because you know it's it's swipes at you or whatever opportunity to attack if we're talking you know uh <laughs> no, rpgs I, I, right so i really like that that you can like the monsters are on the board and you can choose to fight them or you can choose to just move through yeah yeah um, um yeah which is yeah so and yeah. then the combat you kind of glazed over it but yeah the combat um yeah you roll your die and then you deal damage but the monster simultaneously deals damage to you Mm -hmm. so 
this was big for me and my character, right? So my character this time around, I, I played the magician and the mage or whatever you want to call him. Um, and he had, he has lots of mana, uh, and he, you can convert that mana into extra movement. So he could move across the board really well, but he was low on hearts. So, uh, that's why I jumped on those early monsters because I knew like, I can fight these monsters and as long as I can kill them in two rounds, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond those, I think two or three early monsters, I could like, I, 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 they were dealing enough damage that, you know, it would have, I, I would have had to kill them in one round or else I was in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't have, Quite, like I had some good firepower, but I didn't have quite enough to do them in, in one round, right? So <laughs> it was like, I was like, so I got in there, got the the two or three, I can't remember, uh, early monsters, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing monsters anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is what's fascinating because each of the characters is slightly different. Like your character only had like max like twelve health, and mine had like fifteen, right? But I had like four mana and you had like five mana, right? So slight variation, things like that, that I find are really cool. And then each of our attacks were different. Each of our uh, replacement attacks, because that's the other thing you can spend uh, mana on is, uh, or um, experience on is to upgrade your attacks. But hmm. each of our gears were slightly different. You had gear that was like uh, book oriented, being a wizard, you know, that you could get, yeah. you know, so that, that I, I, I think that's so neat. And the, the cat was the same, right? When I play the cat, the cat only has two mana, but it's got 15 health. Right. Um, and then, you, you know, the, the, the swords woman, she's the same thing. She's got three mana, uh, but kind of higher health, like 14 health. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Each, uh, but her, like her movement, is pretty good too. Like she's got a three move, a four move, and a four move. So yeah, when well, we really played before, like, yeah. I played the the sword woman, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh and yeah, like I found that combat was definitely her strength. Yeah. So I was, yeah, going around fighting all the big monsters. Whereas I really didn't do that this time. Yeah. Well, I, I I like this one. This one's a good one. I I um yeah, I, I I recommend this one as well. Uh, like I I love having the trilogy of games. Uh, Ryan Lockett and and Red Raven Games are yeah they're they're one of my. I'm always looking at their games, uh, and would love to add more to my uh, collection. I was actually when I was at my brother's this uh, this weekend, he had one. Uh, he had Rome, R O A M, that uh, he he had picked up. I was like, oh look at this, a Red Raven game, and it was still in shrink. Uh, so we hadn't played it yet, right? So I was like, "Oh, that looks looks interesting." We didn't end up uh, playing that one. Um, Mysteriously, it's it's not on his shelf anymore. And yeah, yeah I, right? I saw, yeah, it, saw it on yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it on your place, right? <laughs> yeah, he told me a funny story though. He was, yeah, that one uh, it looked cool, so I picked it up. But I felt like an idiot because uh, he went to the uh, the. Um, game shop and you know picked up the game and the guy at the counter when he's checking out was like oh you picked up rome uh rome and he goes uh oh yeah rome roam however you say it or whatever right uh and his wife so my sister-in-law they get out to the car and she goes 
Roam. No, it's like Rome, like you're roaming around because the game is about like traveling, right? And he goes, Oh, I, I must look like such a fool. Roam, right? I'm like, Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But yeah, right. Red Ribbon Games. I I'm a big fan of this stuff. I was so disappointed when uh, they had that uh, 401 Games, which is another game shop. Uh, now it's in Toronto. They had that Nightfall game, which is a mm. Red Raven, but not by Ryan Lockett. So, oh, okay. which is interesting because it typically, like Red Raven was is Ryan Lockett's um, company where he publishes his own games, right? And now to like start branching out to other uh, developers uh, and and publishing their games, right? But yeah, this one, this one was like, I think it was. What, go down to like 20 bucks or something at 401 games like it was on for cheap but i just i couldn't drive to toronto because then by the time i do that it's not worth it right uh and then i couldn't order it because by the time i add in shipping it's not worth it so i was like i just got to watch there is you know there it is for 20 bucks look longingly on their website until it was out of stock right so yeah that one looks that one looks good but they got a yeah he's got a number of games that i think i think my next purchase there is um um oh sleeping gods Sleeping. there we go yeah you guys yeah. is the next one um i think they yeah yeah that, that one looks good it looks really and i'm i'm using this term the way it's meant to be used it looks uh, epic yeah oh for sure yeah yeah. Like it's a big game. It's a campaign style game, right? And that's uh that's part of the reason that I haven't picked it up yet, to be honest. Uh not because I don't think I would really enjoy it, but because uh now or never has a campaign that I'd yeah. like to do. Yeah. Uh now it's got a solo campaign, so I can do that. It's just finding the time to actually do it. Near, near and far, same thing has uh, you know, character campaigns in it. Yeah, uh I haven't done yet. Gloomhaven. I own and <laughs> not gone through it. Jaws of the Lion, there's two extra characters, you know, our two characters to that. We haven't played through, I haven't seen all their adventures, right? So Lord of the Rings, uh, uh Journeys in Middle Earth, another, you know, I got all these campaign games that mm. uh Mage Knight, uh, another one, right? Uh, so I'm just like <laughs> to rattle off all the campaign games I own. Uh so like I I'd, I'd like to get through some of those, yeah, uh before I go out and buy another campaign game right and then put it on the shelf for two years before i actually crack it open and play it right i really got to go through dice throne adventures again um yeah yeah i never did get past that but like i defeated the barbarian and then yeah never got it it out again yeah yeah see and uh, yeah yeah I'm glad we like we got to play through the scythe campaign, which was wonderful to actually play a campaign game, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'd love to like see how because I really enjoyed Dice Throne Adventures. Like, because like at the end of our session, got all these like epic and and cool items that I'm like, oh. And now we won't play, <laughs> you know, I won't get to carry on with this character kind of thing, right? Because it's I've a campaign, got, right? I've got it all saved. I got all that info saved. Yeah, yeah which is great. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll get it out again. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, though that's that's uh, and now or never. I I don't have anything really to yeah. to add to that. I think it's a good it's a good uh, end to the uh, yeah Arzium 
uh, uh, trilogy there. I'm 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 glad he ended with three games because I would have had to buy a fourth and a fifth and you know so to finish <laughs> off the in a in a trilogy that's that's a nice thing to do right and like you said there's other games set in the world of RZM but they're yeah. they're not a part of this trilogy yeah which I'll want to like I I I basically want to pick up most of. Uh, Brian Lockett stuff. So like, there's City of Iron. Islebound is the other one that's in the same universe. Right. Uh, there's um, yeah, I don't know. There's well, there's Rome. Uh, obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. some lighter one, Eight Minute Dungeon. There's uh, Megapolis oh. or something like that. Uh, some of those are as lighter games that I'm not. Uh, I pick up if they were cheap, uh, which some of them are. Uh, but there's uh, there there's other one. Uh, Empires of the Void is another one. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, but he's got a lot of. A lot of neat titles. I like, I was listening to the Secret Cabal podcast. Sure, yes. Because yeah, you yeah. listened to it. Yeah. Um, and they did a, they did a designer spotlight on Jamie Stegmeier. And I, I was just kind of like, yeah, I've really got to collect all of his games. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's funny you bring up uh, uh, Jamie Stegmeier as well. Uh, that was another thing that uh, uh, my brother had on his shelf. Which one was it? It was... Uh, now I'm, I'm blanking on it. Actually, no, that's a lie. It wasn't. It wasn't a Stegmeier game. He does have Wingspan though, but it wasn't that. And some of the expansions were Wingspan. But no, it was a, a, a leader game one. He had a Hoy on his shelf. Oh, nice. Uh, so I looked at that right. But yeah, well, I'd like to look into that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, some of these designers are just yeah, they're hits with us, right? Jamie Stegmeier for yeah. you, uh, Ryan Lockett for me. Uh yeah, there, and there's there's a few others too that you know when I when I see their stuff I leader games like, for yeah. me too yeah like yeah yeah really, yeah Jack Games stuff. Edition yeah 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 that's yeah. when I collect a bunch of their stuff right so yeah I I really like what Roxley did with Dice Throne and I'd really be interested in seeing some more of their stuff but I wouldn't quite put them on the same level of oh must have you know, yeah. games yeah, for yeah, this yeah. designer yet. Um, but I'm interested <laughs> because the production value is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I, I guess that's one thing we didn't talk about with now or never is uh, components wise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've said it already for above and below. We said it for near and far. Uh, it's, it's the same. Like they're, they're, they're solid. They're, they are solid across the board for like, yeah, it, 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 it's, 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 it's good. Like, like, like they, yeah. they do a good job, right? Uh, they're very, um, uh, stable's the wrong word, but stable. Like they, they're, yeah, it's, it, it works. They have a, they have a winning formula, right? So. Yeah. 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 It's not all premium components, uh, cause the cost would go through the roof cause there's yeah. a lot. Um, but like, I didn't see any issues with with any of the the chits or anything like that. Like everything, yeah, was solid. There was no tearing or or delaminating or mm -hmm. um, everything was you know the right thickness. And I will mention though, uh, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, so Ryan, when you listen to this episode, uh, include more bags, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> this drives. When I packed up. 
Okay, it's it's still not packed up. We played this. Okay, we're a little uh, behind in recording, uh, but we played this like I don't know three weeks ago. Two it's because weeks ago. It, we played for four and a half hours, yeah, right? and the next day I couldn't function enough to record a podcast. I still haven't put it away properly though, because <laughs> the, the I'm so. There's so few bags in there that when I bagged it, all the bags are bulging with components oh, so that they they don't they sit like giant like little packages in there yeah. and nothing fits in the box because oh my of it. God. Right? If if I had more bags, they'd like flat the components would be more flat and everything would fit perfectly. But you should have told me I could have given you some bags. I got bags. I like I, I'm gonna use extra bags. I got bags from other games that I've just pulled out and I'm gonna repackage them in those bags. But like every every uh uh Ryan Lockett game here, Red Ribbon game, always has a lack of, of those plastic bags in it, right? That's all I'm saying. Just give me more bags. Well, yeah, Stonemeyer lots of bags, but now they're like Ah. compostable (laughs) anyway um yeah this isn't going to translate well on the audio podcast yeah you just got like zip yeah like a bunch of micro bags bags like i think i picked these up uh as sample bags for work um yeah and they're oh gosh probably 15 centimeters by eight centimeters something like that oh that's fantastic um, yeah like oh yeah that's a perfect three by four inch size maybe. bag yeah yeah uh, yeah fantastic yeah and i've got and it comes in a package of uh 50 of them oh fair enough yeah yeah. oh right here 100 100 by uh 155 millimeters so 10 by 15 and a half centimeters yeah that's like, awesome yeah. perfect yeah yeah, I've um, been uh, I've been going as I go through my uh, board games. Like, I'll package things away, and if I have any extra bags, I take them out and I set them on my uh, shelf so that when I open up a Ryan Lockett game, I have bags to <laughs> to put it in. Right? <laughs> That's my one gripe. Awesome, my one rant there. Uh, but yeah, no, check check this one out if you're interested in this trilogy. Uh, it's it's a solid one for sure, uh, and, and it's just a fun game. Yeah, and bring your own bags. Break your own bags. BYOB. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our social media feeds for images of the games we played this week, hobby progress, and more. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and review to help appease the almighty algorithm. If you'd like to support our show, you can buy us a coffee. Links on our website and in the episode description. Or just tell your friends about us and spread the good word. Tune in next week for more unscripted banter and deep dives into our favorite board games. Until then, gentle listeners, good gaming and good night. Good night, folks. <laughs>